house and threw the clothes in after them. There wasn't no screens on the windows, and the mosquitoes would make a Christian out of a man when a baseball bat couldn't. I parked the car, and we entered the block, passed through the first lockdown area where both the snitches and the dangerous ones stayed, walked down the long, brilliantly lit breezeway between the recreation yards into the next dormitory, passed through another set of hydraulic locks and a dead space where two hacks sat at a table playing cards and where a sign overhead read, No Guns Beyond This Point. Into the wreck and dining halls where the black trustees were running electric waxers on the gleaming floors and finally walked up the spiral iron steps to a small maximum security corner where Johnny Messina was spending the last three hours of his life. The guard from the gate left me, and another one pulled the single lever that slid back the cell door. Johnny wore a white shirt, a pair of black slacks, and black Air Force shoes with white socks. His wiry gray and black hair was dripping with sweat, and his face was the color and texture of old paper. He looked up at me from where he was seated on his bunk, and his eyes were hot and bright, and moisture was beaded across his upper lip. He held a camel cigarette between his yellowed fingers, and the floor around his feet was covered with cigarette butts. Streak, I'm glad you come. I didn't know if you were going to make it, he said. How you doing, Johnny? His hands clutched his thighs, and he looked at the floor, then back at me. I saw him swallow. How scared you haven't been, he said. In Vietnam, I had some moments. That's right. You were over there, weren't you? Way back in 64, before it got real hot. I bet you were a good soldier. I was just a live one, that's all. I felt instantly stupid at my remark. He saw the regret in my face. Don't worry about it, he said. I got a whole bunch of shit to tell you. Look, you remember... When you took me to a couple of those AA meets, that step you guys take when you want to confess something, what'd you call it? Step five, admitting to yourself, God, and somebody else, the exact nature of your faults. That's it. Well, I'd done it. To a colored preacher yesterday morning. I told him every bad thing I ever done. That's good, Johnny. No, you listen. I told him the truth, and I come clean with some really heavy shit. Sexual things I've always been ashamed of and I never understood. You know what I mean? I didn't keep nothing back. I also told him about the two guys I whacked in my life. I dumped one guy over the rail of a passenger line on the way to Havana, and in 1958 I took out Bugsy Siegel's cousin with a shotgun. You know what it means to ice a relative of Bugsy Siegel? After I confessed it to the preacher, I told the guard and the assistant warden about it. You know these dumb cocksuckers couldn't care less? Wait a minute, let me finish. I told all this stuff because somebody's got to believe I didn't snuff that prod. I wouldn't throw no young girl out a hotel window streak. I got no kick coming about being fried. I figure it all comes out even in the end. But I want these bastards to know I only pushed a button on guys that played by the same rules I did. Can you relate to that? I think so. I'm glad you did a fifth step, too, Johnny. 
He smiled for the first time. His face glistened in the light. Hey, tell me something. Is it true Jimmy the Gent is your brother? You hear a lot of bullshit in the street. You both got that black Cajun hair with a white patch in it like you got skunk blood in you. He laughed. His mind was now moving away from the ride he would take in three hours, manacled in a waist chain to the Red Hat house. Once he contracted us for some poker machines for his places. After we put them in, we told him he gets all his machines from us, cigarettes, Pac-Man, and rubbers. So he says no rubbers, he's got class clubs, and he don't put rubber machines in them. So we tell him he don't have a choice. He either buys a whole line, or he don't get linen service. The Teamsters put a picket up on his sidewalk, and the parish health office finds out his dishwasher's got leprosy. So what's he do? He invites the Doni Giacano.